The problem is not the holiday itself, but rather a blatant disregard for what you want because they don't care for it. If it's important to you, it should be important to them. Girlwise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to Girlwise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of Girlwise. I am super busy working on season two of the pod, but meanwhile, there was no way I was going to leave you guys hanging on a holiday like Valentine's Day. In fact, one of my first ever Girl Talk YouTube videos was about being comfortable spending Valentine's Day being single. So if you're confused by the title of this episode, no worries, I'm here to explain. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much, and enjoy this episode. Now, of course, not everyone is required to like Valentine's Day. I totally understand that it can be a consumerist holiday and that everyone can show love and affection any day of the year. That should go without saying. But the red flags show up when there is a disconnect between someone who does like Valentine's Day and someone who doesn't. I have seen many instances where the girls have said that their boyfriend doesn't like the holiday and they're left feeling disappointed that they weren't shown the appreciation they would have liked. This is the example I will be using for this episode, but as I will mention later on, please note that these points can be applied to many different scenarios, whether the roles are switched, it's a same-sex partner, or the topic at hand has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. I personally love Valentine's Day. The concept of celebrating love and having a special day to show loved ones that they are cherished is super cute to me. In Mexico, it's also called the Day of Love and Friendship, so it makes it much more open to celebrating non-romantic relationships as well. Straight off the bat, I want to say that wanting to be loved and valued on a holiday that makes you feel nice is valid. Which brings us to the main point of this episode, being supportive of other people's valid wants in romantic relationships. Your partner shaming you for liking something that harms no one is a huge red flag. Anyone who dislikes the things that make you happy because they make you happy is most likely, I can see some exceptions, in the wrong. Let's take this concept and put it into an example, shall we? I care little to none about sports. I especially dislike soccer and American football, aka football and football. The sports themselves are fine, but the scrutiny and concentrated misogyny of those spaces makes me feel all kinds of uncomfortable. It's not called locker room talk for nothing. These places literally originated in dire categories of sexism. But I digress. The point is, I don't like them and I am completely disinterested in them. However, 
If I were to find a wonderful partner who happened to be passionate about one of these or any, I would have to swallow my pride, my generalizations, and my ego and be supportive. Why? Because that's what love is. If I love this person, then of course I'm going to support them in their passions and hobbies. I want to see them happy. I want to be a part of something that makes them happy. So I will put on that jersey and go to that game. I will drive two hours to that country club they've been talking about for months and go golfing. I will watch the game on the TV and support the team that we're supporting. I will do these things as they will celebrate Valentine's Day for me. It's a selfless action instead of a selfish one, which in the end actually isn't selfless because if you love slash like someone, you want to contribute to their happiness because in turn it makes you feel good as well. If you want this one holiday to be acknowledged, then that is valid. Even if you do want grand gestures, then that is also okay. We need to stop shaming or judging other people as well because it's those small ways that we as women can also perpetuate misogyny. If you want a huge wedding, then do it. If you want those thousand roses, then it's fine. Projecting our insecurities onto other women because they are getting the abundance that they want only ends up hurting all of us more in the end. What you want is valid and you should not feel guilty about it if it doesn't hurt anyone. This is where the guilt of asking or communicating comes from. It now makes us feel uncomfortable for wanting things and we end up back in the cycle of wanting our minds to be read because we don't feel worthy of asking for it directly. When we say communication is important, this is what we mean. On the other hand, it doesn't have to be something enormous like diamonds because our asks for other people have to be somewhat realistic. There is something to be said about managing expectations to fit people's realities and what's possible for them. Still, there are endless free ways to make someone feel loved and cared for. This is where it's the thought that counts shines through. How much thought did he put into it? The effort is what matters. Remember, it is an honor to love you and adore you. The problem is not the holiday itself, but rather a blatant disregard for what you want because they don't care for it. If it's important to you, it should be important to them. This applies to birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries, and freaking St. Patrick's Day if you wish it. Do not be gaslit into thinking that because you want it and he doesn't, it means less than if it were the other way around. There are even some instances where there is this strange unspoken envy from the other person to see you happy. This goes beyond them not being supportive, but one step further into actively tearing it down, as if in some strange twisted way they like it when your dreams are crushed. I can't find any other way to describe it than an act of hatred. Oh, this makes you happy? I'm gonna ruin it for you. I look back to my younger self and recognize how sad it was to normalize such harmful behavior, thinking that my wants and likes were invalid because it was too girly, and the boys were right for making fun of it and saying it was dumb, as if feminine things were automatically less than because they weren't as important as what a man liked or deemed important. Their opinion is just that, an opinion. And it doesn't hold more merit because he's male, especially when it comes to how you live your own life. So then it turns into you not being able to express your likes and wants because 
you don't feel safe enough to do so. So then it turns into you not being able to express your likes and wants because you no longer feel safe enough to do so. And the resentment begins. All of that ended up with me being deeply sad and unable to be myself in relationships because I had no idea how much that internalized misogyny was going unnoticed. I began to internalize these feelings and begin to think that all relationships had these uncomfortable, unspoken feelings of sadness and dissatisfaction. Meanwhile, the guy was perfectly at ease because I was molding myself to be exactly who he wanted me to be. Being praised for erasing myself and catering to male wants and values. It's like that sad podcast clip of the girl saying she doesn't like makeup and the guys in the background cheering her on. I don't judge her because maybe in a different life that could have been me. Trying to survive as a woman is not easy, so sometimes people adopt the if you can't beat them, join them mindset. In that same vein, there have been some awful, awful, awful clips being passed around on the internet advising men on how to psychologically break women into expecting nothing from them so that they can get away with doing below the bare minimum work. It's quite disturbing and frankly just evil, but it is an extreme case of this issue. Do these caliber of men think that just because it doesn't matter to him, it doesn't matter or should it matter to you? Do they not see women as humans themselves who can have true personal thoughts and opinions? Because the scary thing is, those kinds of men do exist. Now, if we take a look at the science, which of course we're going to, this is girl-wise, we find that studies have found that power influences sacrifice willingness in relationships. Sacrifice is a pro-social behavior that has been defined in romantic relationships as the act of abandoning self-interest for the benefit of one's partner or relationship. What I described earlier of not liking sports but rooting for them anyway is an example of sacrifice. Now, being supportive doesn't always mean that you're going to have to sacrifice something, but all relationships have some level of sacrifice in certain areas. Research suggests that it has a positive association with relationship functioning, including commitment and relationship happiness, and that it supports the upkeep and growth of romantic relationships. Sacrifice has been separated into two categories, active and passive. Active sacrifice is when you do something that you might deem undesirable but would benefit your partner. For example, going to a party you would find boring but they would enjoy. Passive sacrifice is when you give up doing something that you want to do to avoid harming your partner's feelings or the relationship. For example, not going out to boys' night. Power in romantic relationships is defined as, quote, the ability or potential of one partner to change the other partner's thoughts, feelings, or behaviors according to one's preferences and to resist the other's attempts to exert influence on oneself, end quote. Through a series of complex self-reported tests, it was found that men perceived themselves to have more power than women and inherently showed an imbalance of the distribution of power in most relationships. I mean, we live in a patriarchy, so this checks out. Power, of course, affects relationship development in several ways, like conflict and relationship satisfaction. High-power individuals, meaning individuals who perceive themselves to have high power, can tend to dominate conversations and decision-making. Low-power individuals are at risk of violence from their partners, risky sexual behavior, and mental health problems. 
So it's like the who wears the pants in the relationship ordeal. At this point, I want to quote the article directly so there aren't any misunderstandings or misinterpretations. Quote, in general, possessing more power means being less dependent on others for obtaining and preserving important social resources, freeing individuals from external bonds, and enabling them to act on their own terms. However, high-power individuals are worse at perspective-talking and empathizing. They tend to assign instrumental attributions to their partner's generous behaviors, see their partner's kindness as a means to extract resources from themselves, questioning the purity of others' good intentions. They are more likely to engage in behaviors that ignore the feelings of others, and they have less motivation to build relationships with others. Results consistently supported that power was negatively related to the tendencies to sacrifice in romantic relationships, end quote. Now, if I had to guess, this is influenced highly by the traits that a patriarchal society praises and nourishes rather than instinctual human behavior. Or maybe the two are more interlinked than I like to hope. There's a quote by John Green that was mentioned on the podcast that he does with his brother called Dear Hank and John. And if you haven't listened to it, I have no idea how you found this podcast without hearing about theirs, but the link to their podcast and the episode that I'm going to mention specifically will be in the show notes, where he summoned up perfectly what I'm saying. It was in response to a girl writing in that her boyfriend didn't like Taylor Swift and she didn't know how to convince him to give her a try because it meant a lot to her that he did. Like anytime you really love something and you share it with someone you love, it's such a naked, vulnerable moment. I, I actually think that your boyfriend needs to learn to love Taylor Swift. So this is something I feel pretty strongly about in relationships. You don't have to be able to, to love what the other person loves, but you have to be able to love them loving it. But I do think that he should find a way into what you love enough to appreciate your love for it. And mm -hmm. maybe that's actually putting less pressure on him or, or just saying that to him, just saying like, God, I really, I don't need you to love this, but I need you to understand why I love it and, and appreciate that I love it. Snaps for that. And I think this is the perfect way to describe what I'm speaking of. Learning to appreciate someone else's passion because it makes them happy is a part of love. And this was coming from the mouth of a man himself, so clearly some of them can understand what it means to love and be supportive. So yes, I will accept grand gestures of love this Valentine's Day because, as we described in season one, I am worthy of receiving the things that I want that people want to give me, and I am also worthy of my desires being respected. We all are. Being supportive is one of the bases of relationships, and if your partner isn't willing to do that, then maybe you should ask yourself why you're in this relationship. And even if they really don't like Valentine's Day, they don't understand it, sacrifice is important, pivotal in romantic relationships, and it helps ensure the safety of security of that relationship. And with that, it's time for Ask Me Anything, the ending segment of the podcast, where you can ask me absolutely anything. Today's question is, what is one piece of advice you'd want us all to know? And this is actually something, a little bit of a spoiler, that I'm thinking of doing in season two, where I'm going to give a little random or just gold little nugget of advice every single episode just to 
just to help you guys out. The more I discover, the more I want to share with you guys. Today's piece of advice that I'm going to share with you guys that I've been thinking a lot over like the past week is you are not the exception to his behavior. You are the example. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's just a little bonus episode that I wanted to get out. And if you want to send in a question for Ask Me Anything, please, please, please do not hesitate to do so. You can send one in by writing an email to girlwisepod at gmail.com. G-I-R-L-W-I-S-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys on April 6th for season two. Bye.